Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey everyone, it is an absolutely beautiful day where I am sitting at today, and I hope it is for you too. So one of the things that we do at Disruptive CEO Nation when we talk to our company founders and business builders is sometimes we talk about how much the world changes and how quickly the world changes and how you as a business builder need to plug in to that really expertise knowledge in the knowledge industry and when you need it in real time. And we have a solution for you. We are speaking to a wonderful guest today that is also himself disrupting the knowledge industry. And I really think you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Um, So rather than giving you all of his uh, fantastic credentials, um, I just want to get right to it. And I want to welcome uh, Jank Sidar to the program. Thank you, Allison. Great to be on your podcast. Well, I want to hear everything about it because I, I genuinely mean that we live in a day and age where you need like a real one human being at your fingertips to be your trusted ally and resource. So tell everybody about the company and what it is that you all do. Sure. Thank you. So uh, basically, we are living in a very fast changing world. The information has been flowing very fast. Uh, basic industry, main industries have been uh, disrupted on a daily and weekly basis. Uh, as COVID showed the world that things have been, you know, things have changed for all of us very quickly within a year. In the last year, this time we were getting adopted to a new world uh, system that we, you know, work from our homes. Uh, remote work becomes the reality, and the future of work happened that fast. So. This changing world uh, and the complex world uh, requires us and the businesses to adopt the changing uh, nature very fast in order to understand and uh, mitigate the new risks. So we need to have access to knowledge and expertise. And the knowledge and expertise is everywhere and people who have been uh, experts and knowledge holders in different areas have been accessible through technology to businesses, but the technology has not been really engaged on an efficient manner uh, to accomplish this. So Global Wonks is basically an inside software ecosystem that helping businesses to tap their internal and external uh, talent much faster and efficiently uh, in their uh, business and policy challenges when they have questions and when they have when they need their questions to be answered. So I want to make sure that our listeners, I always do this, um, and none of my guests pay for their spots. They're all people that I just enjoy speaking with. Um, but I want to give you the website in case you're near a computer. It is Global Wonks, so G-L-O-B-A-L-W-O-N-K-S dot com. So you can go and take a look and follow along with our conversation. Um, so I have to, to say, you're, you're this, you know, founding, building CEO mm-hmm. for Global Wonks. And that is not your background at, at all. Um, I mean, certainly in, in intelligence and you know years as a global risk executive and, and world traveler, 
So give us a little bit about the background, how you came to this project. Yeah, sure. Uh, I grew up in Istanbul, Turkey, and I came to the States for my graduate studies to study international affairs and international economics at the Johns Hopkins University here in DC. So basically, uh, after graduation, I spent a few years working at bilateral business uh, association helping American companies to invest and operate in uh, Turkey and its surrounding region. And following a couple of years uh, working there, I started uh, a consultancy firm primarily focused on uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa and helping American companies to invest and operate in those countries. And those were interesting years, 2007 eight, nine, uh, I started the company. And those years were uh, the thing were the years things had started to change. Uh, we faced the global economic crisis, uh, then uh, the Arab Spring in Middle East, you know, the revolutions took place in major Arab states. Uh, and of course, the Greek economic crisis and uh, the Brexit uh, signals were coming a couple, you know, a couple of years earlier than actually what, when the Brexit happened. So those were the years that the things start very start changing fast, and it was difficult to rely on outdated intelligence. So I built uh, a model uh, for in my previous company that we engage people on the ground, the experts on the ground, and we were receiving insights from them on a daily or weekly basis. And we were reporting those uh, insights and uh, updates on these countries to our subscription list. So we start sending these reports to major uh, financial institutions and corporations, etc. But that wasn't even fast enough because I realized the time that we get the report from uh, people on the ground and edit and process it would take two, three days. And two, three days lag is a huge lag in financial yes. markets and the uh, geopolitical issues because things change really fast. So then I start thinking about an idea that what if we bring those experts on a single platform and create a structure that the clients, the people who need the intelligence and insights, engage the platform and uh, get the intelligence or insights on a real-time basis. So Global One's idea came or started as a two-sided marketplace. Uh, this two-sided marketplace uh, connecting the knowledge holders with knowledge seekers. So the first years, first two years of the Global Wonks was basically a marketplace where independent consultants from all over the world sign up individually and created their profiles, chosen their expertise keywords, and then wait for uh, the clients who would need their expertise. And more interestingly, and I think more importantly, the way we really revolutionize the knowledge industry is creating this product called Network Pulse. Network Pulse is basically our unique and patented product in our platform. Our clients, uh, and our clients now we have about over uh, 80 clients that are using the platform on a daily or weekly basis, include, including large uh, banks, we work with Bank of America, JP Morgan, uh, uh, Apple, Amazon. So we working with like about a good portion of Fortune 50 companies as of today, many hedge funds. When they have a question, let's say I'm an executive at a company X and I need to understand the changing legislation 
in Argentina for the uh, data privacy law, right? So I can go to globalmonks.com and submit my question. What are the impacts of this change in legislation, Argentinian data privacy law for my business because I operate in that country. And when I type the question or algorithm uh, chooses people in our platform who are best suited to answer that specific question and sends them a mobile notification app or email and they're invited to answer. So it's like Quora or is like Yahoo Answers of the past, but it's only for a selected vetted group of experts and clients. So when you submit a question on whatever business issue you need, you get minimum five expert answers within 24 hours. So we started with 24 hours uh, promise or commitment, but as of today, your five responses mostly come within an hour or two. So this is revolutionary because there's no other platform you can generate real-time customized on-demand reports within minutes for your specific business or policy question. Well, and this is what I absolutely love. Um, so my, my, my new book is Building Your Brand, Make It Happen in a Global Economy. And, and as I've shared with you outside of this interview, you know, I've been working international, I think I said 15 years, but it's probably more like 20. And the example you gave about, you know, needing an answer in Argentina, I've been in those situations or, or even just give me a lead, um, you know, for an attorney to look at a contract that you trust in this, this country. And, and I think that's what I'm, I'm fascinated by is this is such a needed thing. And most of the, the CEOs and builders, business builders I speak to today are running organizations across international borders. And that's, it's just going to keep happening more and more. Um, and so I love how you're talking about the human intelligence and how the AI is working mm -hmm. to, to make this magic happen. No, truly, uh, because I think we live in a world that uh, I think we need an optimal collaboration among three main components, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, human intelligence, and data. So if you put all these three ingredients together, you can have really magic solutions for almost everything. Because if you miss one of them, you're not gonna get the, you're not gonna have success in providing the exact solution because there are a lot of companies focusing on data sciences. Having full data solution, uh, looking at the historic data can provide you some insights, but you will be missing the human judgment part of it. So the same thing with the AI or technology. So uh, I think we are definitely entering to a, like a phase in the world business that global business that the AI will be an important and major force, but still, especially for the knowledge industry, you cannot underestimate the role of human judgment and human intelligence because most of the decisions in social sciences, in politics, finance, and economy are not always the most rational decisions. There's still a human factor. In it. So in order to understand the human factor, you need to engage human judgment in the process, in the equation. So this is what we've been doing uh, last two years and getting uh, a lot of success in helping corporations navigate through the complex uh, business world. So 
I have more questions for you on the platform, but let's switch gears and, and talk about the, the structure of the business, the business structure behind what you what you do. So when you had this great idea and you said, we, we need to do this, we need to match the human intelligence with the AI and we need to make things more, more real time. Um, how did you build your first technology team? How did you get from concept to launch? Sure. Uh yeah, thank you for asking. That is always great, a great pleasure to talk about it because, of course, getting from the ideation to execution is always a major challenge for every founder. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I should mention like the expert networks were in, you know uh, were ex existing existing like for the last twenty five years. The other uh -huh. expert networks, uh, large companies, especially starting in 2000s, companies like large companies like GLG, GuidePoint, uh, those are like good companies that were funded by good people in the past, but they are linking you to experts. So if you want to talk to the uh, same example, Argentinian uh, ICT industry, basically they're great in guiding you to the right person. So in our opinion, when I started the business with my co-founders, so our goal was to eliminate the unnecessary step of getting connected to the expert and directly connecting you to the expertise and the insight. So uh, we, our goal was to create a fully automated experience, uh, eliminating the human touch in the process. So when I mean that, other companies connect you to experts, but you need to email the account executive, hey, I want to talk to Brazilian agriculture expert. In three days, you get a list of people and then they reach out to the person you want. It's like a five, six day, eight day process. Why I need to get involved in choosing the expert if the algorithm can decide who are the best people that I can get the expertise, I can eliminate that account executive uh, uh, step in the process. So. From day one, we created to we worked on towards creating this automated function by work focusing on the Network Pulse product. So Network Pulse, uh, we had a very clear idea that using Network Pulse uh, would uh, create direct linkage between the client and the expertise. So. Um, I was in the industry, as I mentioned, I was running a traditional consulting firm. Uh, I, my previous company didn't have its own unique technology, but I was always a person who engaged the uh, latest technologies to get the best results. So we had uh, engaged uh, multiple technologies in the past from media monitoring to social data, monitoring, social media data monitoring, etc., to get the latest updates. Uh, so I had uh, a good understanding about how to uh, create uh, a technology team to build the platform that I had envisioned. So I'm not a technologist, I'm not a software engineer, I'm coming from social science, political science, uh, economics background. Uh, but I think one thing uh, I did well at that point is to bring the right people in the team, so they started building the MVP, the minimal uh, viable product at that point. And that was basically very um, a basic version uh, of our current uh, model. But we brought experts that we know, maybe at that point there were like thousand experts we knew personally through our uh, previous uh, engagements with my uh, co-founders. And, uh, and we brought a couple pilot 
uh, clients that also happen to be or initial investors in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, is like small, si small, medium-sized consulting firms and individual consultants, etc. And then we started this uh, keyword matching uh, between the experts and the clients. So when you submit the question, you were tagging the question with certain keywords. There were less number of keywords, uh, but uh, again, we were able to tap the network for the experts on a real-time basis. So as of today, we have a very sophisticated algorithm now that matching happens on a different level that we look at the rating of the expert, the response time, the geolocation, et cetera. But the initial version, so we wanted to prove the product market by creating this very basic version of the network pulse. And it took us about uh, nine months to build the initial version. Uh, we created it, we tested it. We got good results uh, in the beginning, but our platform became better and better once we moved from 1,000 experts to 27,000 experts today, and when we created more keywords, we created more granular uh, expertise points. Uh, maybe at that point, we had like 500 keywords in the system, like agriculture, energy, but now we have electric batteries, quantum computing, uh, COVID-19 vaccines is a specific a keyword that we didn't have it yeah. because it's COVID, I guess. So things change fast and we're adding new expertise points. And now, uh, uh, but I think my, my advice to any uh, starting founder is create the MVP. I mean, MVP model, the book, uh, you know, written by Rice, I think is a great mm -hmm. start. Don't need to really uh, pursue perfection from day one. Uh, once you build a product and get people tested, uh, you will have a lot of insights on what really uh, the clients, you know, expecting from you and you make necessary uh, tweaks and changes on your product. So uh, that was our strategy and it worked well. We have a, we have a, we are moving now that from the marketplace model to something else, because I realize, Allison, in this process is in the beginning, we start with the external expertise, right? So we work with, okay, I'm a, I have a company, I need expertise in blockchain uh, industry in finance, I need to speak someone in Ohio that work in local banks and implemented blockchain. But in many cases, we realize large corporations, most of our clients are large corporations, they have internal expertise but they don't know how to categorize and engage their internal expertise because they don't know who knows what. Think yeah, about it. Yeah, good point, yeah. So 100,000 people organization, uh, let's say big four consulting company, you have 270,000 consultants in 150 countries. And if I'm a senior consultant working in Singapore office and my Singaporean banking client may acquire a bank in uh, Middle East, let's say Lebanese bank, the, the information uh, request flow would take at least four or five phone calls, calling the regional offices, asking questions, spending two, three days, the time difference. And you don't even know who knows about Lebanese banking industry. Maybe the guy who works in the Argentina office has the best knowledge about it, but because no one knows that that guy or that woman knows about the uh, Lebanese banking industry. So now we created a technology that we are basically providing as a software solution to large organizations that we implement our algorithm to their 
existing uh, employees or team members so they can see who knows what in their internal uh, organizations and engage and ask questions internally to them. We call it, or that product is Santor uh, and Santor API product. Basically, I think that would be revolutionary for remote work and knowledge collaboration. And our marketplace model is definitely in line with that vision as well, because sometimes you ask any questions internally, but you may not have the answer internally because maybe you don't have that uh, insights uh, within the company. And then you can click and open that question to global network. So, so now I have to backtrack because what we've got is you've, you've gone from your idea to execution. You had this idea, you built this platform, you're up to 27,000 plus experts. Now you've got this new new concept of building this um, software solution that is a, a mimics it, but for closed environments, closed companies. So I have to ask you about the money question because you can't do all this tech and all this scaling. Um, so help our audience understand, you know, what was your path and and how you started your initial financing to get everything going. Sure. Uh, initially, we started a handful of uh, industry uh, investors, uh, people who uh, led uh, financial organizations, consulting firms. Uh, so our angel round uh, was uh, quite small. Uh, in, in Through our seed round process combined with our angel and seed, we raised 2.2 million uh, last year. And we built the core technology and we built the core team. But again, we are a very lean organization. We are uh -huh. people uh, in total. Uh, so we have New York and DC offices. Uh, I mean, I can't say that I think after last year, but those offices. <laughs> uh, we have teams in New York and DC, but we also have office locations that even though we don't really utilize that much these days. Uh, and uh, again, we are we are an organization that I think we are very efficient in building new technologies because at the core of all these products that I mentioned to you, like about also the soft insight, uh, soft, uh, insights gathering uh, platform for large organizations included, uh, at the core of these technologies lays the Network Pulse product. And Network Pulse product is the one that you ask questions and get insight, right? Yeah. This or unique capability that no other company in the industry has. So we've been improving or matching algorithm on a daily basis by looking at the historical data. We are um, bringing new experts to the platform. Uh, we are bringing about 500 new experts a week to the platform from all over the world. And we do that very in a cost efficient manner. You know, the people that uh, started in our company in early days, we started as a small team. Uh, everyone uh, started with a great um, motivation uh, to build the next generation of a, a knowledge industry company. Uh, I think every single team member that joined us in early days understood the potential of the firm. Uh, and this is a large, uh, large sector. I mean, we are at the intersection of consulting industry, expert networks and uh, media. Because when we talk about media, we're talking about content, uh -huh. we create real-time content that is very valuable uh, for the media industry in a fast-changing world. So I'm, I'm very proud we did those with a great team, with a very lean model, not spending millions of dollars. We built a very efficient team. 
But now uh, we are raising our Series A. We are almost uh, fully subscribed at this point. Uh, and we are, we got a lot of uh, interest from or existing investors as well as uh, new investors that are understanding the industry. And uh, I think next two years will be a year to, that will be time for us to scale up and really expand and grow the firm uh, to a next level. And we are very, very excited about it. After Series A, I think we'll be, we will be moving much faster and grew, grow much faster than we did last two years. Well, thank you for that. So you're such a busy man. Um, what is it that you do that brings you, um, I don't usually ask this question, but but what do you do to bring you um, joy and relaxation to balance all of this, you know, all of this knowledge and all of these people that you're interacting with all the time? Because it gets overwhelming as a founder and as a CEO to, um, be constantly driving. So how do you relax? Uh, thank you. I mean, uh, so, I mean, as you say, uh, starting a company and building it and taking it to the next level is 24 seven, uh, engagement, uh, is very, uh, challenging is stressful, but I think seeing the progress you make and seeing the results is, uh, a special, I mean, different type of like enjoyment and satisfaction. So, uh, but of course, uh, I spent a lot of time, I tried to spend a lot of time with my kids on weekends. I have two boys, seven and five. Uh, so they're definitely a source of uh, enjoyment for me. So I'm spending time with them. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to take them to museums now. They're just starting to open in Washington, D.C. It's exciting, uh, especially the summertime or the springtime DC is beautiful uh, to walk around and see the monuments and they live uh, close to my place, but uh, 40 minutes with their moms in Maryland. Uh, but uh, I, I try to travel. Uh, I used to travel a lot for business is always, I think I always enjoyed even traveling for business because you see different places and you get to engage with uh, people from different cultures. Uh, or, or main investors from Japan. So uh, we spent, we, we used to spend all time uh, uh, talking to them and do, you know collaborating with them to grow the business. I was there last year before the COVID, so I, I probably gonna spend all time traveling there in Asia because we have a huge uh, existence uh, presence in uh, Asia, uh, in Singapore and Tokyo. So I love traveling to Asia. Uh, for business purpose, but again, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately, it's not, I don't have that much time for <laughs> I have friends and of course, COVID is also like a major factor here, right? Yeah. All work life and the personal life kind of intertwined and it's difficult to like separate it many times because uh, we're mostly working from homes. It's difficult to draw the line. Uh, you know, from personal to business, you know, many days I see myself having meetings with Asia, like 9 p.m., you know. I know that world very well. <laughs> um, no, but I'm not going to complain, right? <laughs> hey. We're creating something new, we're disrupting an, like, you know, old and archaic industry. And hopefully, I mean, we will be helping a lot of businesses uh, and, and I need to mention that one uh, one really pleasure I'm having from this, um, you know, building this company is, you know, in the past, all these large corporations that have access to top talent in the world. You know, if I'm ExxonMobil, I can, of course, engage McKinsey. 
and engage the top quality experts uh, or you know engage like 10 consultants in Nigeria if I want to export something or if I do business with all model we are helping the global trade and global business by empowering small and medium-sized enterprises to engage our platform because we are a pay-as-you-go platform if a small business in Philadelphia exporting uh, certain technology Latin America they don't need to go and spend like hundreds of thousand dollars to a consulting firm because they need to understand the import regulation in Latin America they can engage our platform spend a couple hundred dollars to talk to experts and talk to ask a couple questions and they're more knowledgeable and they're more comfortable doing business globally I think oh, we are helping yeah. American businesses and also emerging markets companies to be more competitive with the large corporations and we are also this is the this is the way I feel very uh, happy about creating this uh, equalizing force and also Alison I, I want to mention that too I'm coming from Turkey right is a uh, is a country between Asia and Europe but still we have a lot of Middle Eastern culture and tradition Turkey is very advanced in compared to many Middle Eastern countries in terms of women rights and women participation in business, et cetera. But in many parts, but I know what the problems are in that part of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Many countries in Africa, in Middle East, uh, very many educated women that studied in the best universities in their countries or the United States or Europe or wherever, after they get married or after they have a baby, you know, they are staying home and not participating in the workforce and they're not you know being financially independent they're not part of the uh, workforce and the business world and slowly they are you know losing their uh, personal and financial independence or platform has been helping a lot of women in middle east and africa to earn income using their knowledge in their industries and staying part of the uh, business world so this is i'm getting so many emails from middle east and uh, Africa, many, even even in the U.S. and Latin America, it's not only cultural things. Unfortunately, this is a, a gender problem that we're having. Mm -hmm. you know, like that I know that well. I work in the gender equality space, so I get it. So, with the new world, the post-COVID world, the remote work is the reality, and people are working from homes. I think this is an advantage uh, for also fixing that problem because now we are all home, and you don't need to be in the you know, office spaces, and many women who are excluded from uh, business work can continue earning income using our platform because they answer a question, uh, taking 10 minutes on mobile phones or computers and earn 20 to $100, depending on the question, or they do a couple phone calls and earn $350 per hour. And we're paying the experts in US and Lebanon the same amount. We are not looking at where people are located we are valuing the expertise and insights and the quality of experts and insights in our compensation model we don't care where you're located so this location agnostic agnostic model also is equalizing force uh in the future of work so i'm very excited to contribute to the uh creation of that it it's so important and 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 again, this is why I loved your platform when it was first introduced to me 
And I saw the value for like my listening audience for these, these business builders who don't have access but need this information. And, you know, I often talk with people about the concern about the digital divide in, in technology and, and, and certainly, you know, children coming up, but equal like you said, is this knowledge divide. And, and I love how you view your platform as also being a social good platform for having an equalizing force across all these levels that you just described. We are coming up on our time. And usually I, I like to close with saying, if we come back and talk to you in another five years, you know, what's the vision? What do you see? I kind of feel like we've discussed that because your vision is just bigger momentum, but is there anything else that you would share with us that you hope we say in five years? Well, it was a great conversation. Thank you. But uh, again, what I mentioned earlier is what I will repeat now. We are trying to make the knowledge industry more efficient for every actor in that equation. Uh, knowledge is the most important uh, factor in uh, having success in business today so because things you know the world has been changing so fast if you are missing the you know the latest update on certain like you know industry or you're missing the trends you're not going to be successful so every business needs to stay at the top of all the developments and uh, updates in you know like uh, changes in their industries so uh, our goal is to create that, uh, you know, help companies to stay uh, in that loop and internally and externally use their talent pool more efficiently uh, because there's a serious uh, loss of time and resources. If you don't have exact tools to get the knowledge that you need, you will be losing in uh, losing a lot of resources and you will not be successful in business. So our goal is we want to basically make Global Wongs a household name in uh, creating the best way to reach knowledge internally and externally. And uh, we would like to be the, you know, we want to be a part of information flow for each company, small, medium-sized, large corporation, next five years. And, uh, you know, and if they have any question on any subject in business and policy, uh, they, they should know that they, there's a tool that they can ask on their mobile phone, mobile app or phone and ask the question and the top brains of the specific industry will be ready at their fingerprint like within minutes to answer that question. So this is revolution. This is like a major revolution in the industry. And we wanna make sure that every business owner, every executive knows about that tool next five years. Well, we are gonna do what we can to share the information. And so to close out, um, can you tell our listeners how they can reach you or how they can find out more? Sure. Uh, Globalwongs.com, uh, you know, easy. Uh, so they can go to the platform and they can basically sign up as an expert or client. Uh, and personally, I'm available on all the social media platforms, uh, Jenk Sidar, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm available there. I'm happy to chat uh, with anybody that who has a, uh, you know, exciting idea about the future of the knowledge industry. Uh, and I'm happy to, I'm happy to stay in touch. And Thank you so much. So if you loved this story or this episode, please share it with somebody, let them know about the content. If there is a disruptive and innovative CEO that you think we should speak with, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Jank again, thank you so much.
Thank you. It was a pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.